You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Horn Frogs. It is Tuesday, April 12th, and we have big TCU basketball news, which is not something I thought I'd be talking about in segment one in the middle of April. Uh, thought we'd be talking about TCU football transfer news, and we're going to get to that. But the big news of the day, Mike Miles is coming back, folks, for his junior season. TCU basketball might be going all in on a transfer that you're familiar with as well. We discuss it all next on Locked on Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's right. It is your team every day, and I am your host, Stephen Simcox. Uh, I'm on YouTube trying to get better at this. Uh, some of you have subscribed. I really appreciate that. Some of our loyal listeners like Jacob Langford, Tommy, uh, Gary Patterson. Not that Gary Patterson, even though sometimes it gets confused for that guy. I'm a different Gary Patterson. He uh, subscribed today as well. I know my my buddy Tanner Thomas. I saw he subscribed. Tanner, a TCU uh, rec basketball and uh, rec league football legend. Really appreciate that dude uh, clicking on the subscribe button. So, if you haven't done that yet, I'd love to have you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're still just listening on the traditional podcast platform, that is very much appreciated as well. And thank you, however you're tuning in, just trying to give uh, more content um, and more platforms and availability for all our listeners and viewers. Okay, so Mike Miles, about two weeks ago, Mike declared for the NBA draft. And when he made his announcement, he said that he was going all in on the NBA draft. He really didn't leave the door open for maintaining his college eligibility, which that surprised me. Um, it's it's solely Mike's decision. I'm never going to criticize somebody for betting on themselves and trying to get to the next level. I think he's going to be a really good pro one day. It just surprised me because mock drafts are not everything, but poking around and looking at a few mock drafts, uh, I didn't see Mike's name come up a lot. It, definitely not. It's like a consensus first round guy. And even when it was there, it seemed like it was mid to late second round. Um, but you know, players decide to move on at different times for different reasons. So, uh, certainly well within his right to, to leave. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the team was making term or coming to terms with that. They had a plan. Um, Jamie Dixon did a fantastic job bouncing back this year through the transfer portal. I imagine that's an emphasis now, even more so with Mike's news that he's coming back, but then, Throughout the week, uh, last week, it started to leak out like, okay, um, he's actually sort of changed his mind. He's going to maintain his college eligibility. He wants to keep his options open. And then on Monday, he announced that he's coming back. Now, Colin Post, who's done a really good job covering the story and covering TCU basketball for TCU 360 and for Horn Frog Blitz, I saw that he said today he spoke with Mike, and this didn't have anything to do with the feedback he got, because my first thought when I saw the news was, okay, he got some feedback from NBA scouts. He decided, you know what? I should come back for another year and improve my stock. Uh, but apparently this was just about coming back and playing with this team that you saw what they did at the end of the year, um, how special they were, how they went toe to toe with Arizona. 
getting to the round of 32. I know a lot of traditional basketball schools sort of scoff at that, but that was a huge deal for TC basketball game, for TC basketball, dominating Seton Hall. It was a big win for the program. Getting an NCAA tournament victory, moving on to the next round. They went toe-to-toe with Arizona, um, and I feel like it validated in their mind, we're a dangerous team. We're a, a team that is a force to be reckoned with. And if everybody comes back, which we already saw Chuck O'Bannon say he's coming back for year seven or whatever it is of his eligibility, uh, Francisco Farabello, at least at the moment, appears to be the only guy moving on. So if everyone comes back, we can run this thing back and be great. And I'm I'm really glad that Mike wants to be a part of that. And I'm over the moon that he's here. This is huge news. I mean, this team, I think they're going to be preseason top 25. I think they'll be selected to be in the top half of the Big 12. We know this conference is an absolute meat grinder, defending national champs in Kansas the year before, the defending national champs in, in Baylor. Um, they're always going to be a force. Iowa State's getting better. You know, you've gone on the list. Everybody's got a good program. Texas Tech has maintained, you know, what they did under Chris Beard. Chris Beard has moved on to Texas now. Mike Boynton's a great coach at Oklahoma State. Like, everyone's good. Uh, and TCU is now a part of that. And they have a chance to do something really cool this year. Just the addition of Mike, when it looked like he was gone, automatic shot in the arm for the team. If Eddie Lampkin can continue to become more confident and more polished on the offensive side of the ball. If Emmanuel Miller, who I think could be an absolute force, can continue to improve his game. If Micah Peavy, great, great defender, can either develop an outside shot or become, you know, somebody who can score as a slasher, as someone who can get to the rim, who can be explosive. If Chuck O'Bannon can flirt with, you know, high 30 Eight, 39%, 40% from three and be an even more dead-eye shooter in the corner, uh, this team can be really, really good. If Damian Ball can cut down on his turnovers, the athleticism for him is off the charts. And there's a name that was thrown out there today that surprised me. Kendrick Davis. And you might remember that name. Because he was once a TCU guard. Uh, he played in Fort Worth as a freshman. Averaged six points a game. But showed the ability to score. His best uh, moment in that season was against Kansas that year. He played really well. He went to SMU. The last two seasons, he's averaging 19 points a game. Electric score. Shooting 37%, 38% from three the past two years. Uh, a dude that can just fill it up. American Conference Player of the Year last year. I mean, this is a legit score. And he's apparently going to hit the transfer portal, and he's interested in both TCU and Memphis. And the reason this shocks me is, one, from what I know about that situation with Kendrick, he left, and it was kind of ugly. Like, it didn't end on good terms between, between him and TCU. There were some off-the-court issues, allegedly. Um, and so he moved on. And it was it was pretty surprising when he moved on because he had such a promising season. But the thought was, okay, just didn't really jive here. didn't work. He's going to go somewhere else. So I'm surprised that there is thoughts 
of a reunion, but apparently both sides are entertaining that possibility. Now, adding another score would be huge because we talked at length last year about how this team was limited offensively at times and Mike had so much pressure on him because there weren't there wasn't really another player outside of Damian Ball that could create their own shot. There are guys that could score, but it was usually, you know, within the action of the offense and it was about what Mike Miles was able to create to give those other players opportunities. So Kendrick's a guy that can come in and take, you know, some of that load off, right? Whether it's handling the ball or just going up and scoring. The only reason I would be cautious about this, because I think from a basketball standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Now, you have to figure out how those two are going to share the ball, Kendrick and Mike. But, I mean, my philosophy on, on that stuff is like, get the talent and then figure it out. My only hang-up would be, um, I understand this a couple of years ago. I, I think he's probably matured and grown up. But this team last year, seemed to play for one another. I think they enjoyed playing with each other, and they fought for each other. The chemistry was really good. You know, there was a stretch last season when they lost to Kansas State at home, lost to Iowa State at home, lost to Baylor on the road, in a game where Baylor didn't have LJ Cryer or Adam Flagler. I know those weren't necessarily consecutive games. I'm just making the point. You know, in the stretch of five or six games, they lost those three, and it looked like they were probably playing themselves out of the tournament. They righted the ship. They beat Texas Tech. They upset Kansas. They had a huge comeback win against Texas in the Big 12 tournament. Go dominate Seton Hall in the NCAA tournament, play toe-to-toe with Arizona. And you saw they didn't lose the belief. They didn't lose the faith. They just sort of banded together and made things happen. And you don't want to do anything to mess that up. But I think Davis is the type of talent that you take the risk on. So we'll see what they do. Uh, But, man, just exciting news. This makes the ceiling for this team so much higher with Mike Miles coming back. A improved, healthier Mike Miles is a bigger addition to this group than any addition that you can make in the transfer portal. I firmly believe that. Okay, I want to talk some football next. Before we do that, though, I do want to mention one of our great sponsors, BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest developments, league reviews, notes, including everything you need to know for the NBA playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline, your continued sports for your continued source, excuse me, for all your sports wagering information, live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Okay, so uh, TCU football. Over the weekend, there was some news that came down that Corey Wren would be headed to Fort Worth. Now, if you don't know that name, Corey uh, played at Florida State the past couple seasons um, and was never super involved in their offense. He was a special teams um member kickoff return guy. He has fantastic speed. He's from Louisiana originally. And you know, I was reading a little bit about the about what Gabe Brooks wrote from 247 Sports. Um he ran a 10-5-2 100 meters in high school. Was a big time track star. He was a uh, running back in high school, played in a split veer offense. 
um, had 1,146 yards in his senior year, 20 touchdowns, averaged 11.7 yards per carry. So an explosive player. And the first thing about him that everyone mentions is the speed, and rightly so. You know, you, you see with that track speed, his ability to get up and go. Now, wasn't utilized a lot at Florida State. I, I'm not exactly sure what their thought is at TCU. Obviously, you can never have too much talent at a position. But I do wonder, does it make sense to have him in a traditional running back role when you already have Kendra Miller, uh, Imani Bailey, DeMarco Foster, even though he's got an injury right now, we don't know what his timetable is. Um, Amari DiMercato. Like, you have players there. Now, listen, again, you can't have too much talent. That's a position that there's always going to be injuries. There's always going to be guys that are banged up. But I'm thinking he probably ends up as more of a kick return specialist slash someone you can put in the slot, someone you can get the ball to in a variety of different ways. But I love the speed factor with Corey. And I want to see how Garrett Riley and Sonny Dykes incorporate him into the offense once the season starts. I like this move. Um, and they, I know they had a lot of players on campus on Saturday. Now, of course, it's a transfer, so this is not your traditional, uh, you know, high school player that's coming on board. But still, it's momentum. It's someone who, again, is immediately eligible. And they have done a great job, it seems, on paper, of kind of adding to this roster, turning over this roster in some ways through the transfer portal this offseason. Um, former four-star player, big-time speed, played at Florida State, didn't work there, but it wasn't like he wasn't on the field at all. He was a contributor. They just didn't find a way to use him on the offensive side of the ball. I have a lot of faith and a lot of confidence that this offensive staff can find a way for him to be effective. If it's not immediately at some point in the season, and, uh, you know, give him the ball in space, and that's really the key. Um, the skill positions on this team have so much potential. Now, you have to go make it work, because we said this last year, too. But we know about Quentin Johnson on the outside, Quincy Brown on the outside, who really started to emerge at the end of last season. Um, Savion Williams, we'll see. There's there's potential there. And the slot, Darius Davis, Tay Barber. I'm Gunnar Henderson, who just got a scholarship. Uh, Blair Conright. Now you add Corey Red, guys in the backfield like Kendra Miller and Imani Bailey. Um, there's no shortage of dudes who can make plays, dudes who can get out in space and make things happen. We're not even mentioning the tight ends, which it seems like there's going to be an emphasis on getting them the ball more this season. So I think there's the potential for this offense to take off. Still have to figure out quarterback. Still have to find a way for the offensive line to protect that quarterback and give him time to make things happen. But I like the uh, the way this thing is moving, and I'm I'm excited and intrigued about the addition of Corey Rent. Okay, that'll do it today for Locked On Horn Frogs. Appreciate you joining me um, again. Mike Miles coming back for another season. 
Huge basketball news. We'll keep coverage of that on tap as well as everything spring football related and uh, baseball playing DBU on Tuesday night. So we'll recap that later in the week as well. Tomorrow's our Big 12 roundtable. So be on the lookout for that. Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team and it's every day.